Hey, welcome back to Couch Conversations with myself, Rani. It is 2023 and this is the first episode of this year. I lost my father on the 2nd of January to cancer and so for the last few months it's been pretty quiet and um, yeah, it's been a, a real interesting journey. It's, you know, it's quite tough, I'm still walking through it and we still have his ashes to do in a couple of weeks' time. But I wanted to come on and share some wisdom and some things that God's been talking to me about. So stay tuned and um, let me tell you more. It's great to be with you guys after so many months. Um, As I explained in my intro that, um, yeah, I lost my dad to cancer on the 2nd of January. And I want to touch on this um, very briefly. I will do another episode on grief um, and losing a parent to cancer. Um, I think also just to be really honest about, you know, absent fathers um, or estranged fathers or lack of relationships. It's such a huge topic to talk about. And, um, you know, how does God work through all of that? But I'll do that in a separate episode. I really felt... um, like God wanted me to share some stuff that's um, challenging and, and going on. And I think it's really important that I do share this. I was on the train on the way to London um, a couple of days ago. And as I was on this train, we were delayed by 20 minutes. And the train conductor had given us a message essentially to say that, you know, um, there's been a delay due to an incident that had happened um, on one of the stations I won't say what because it's just in case it's sensitive and they um said that earlier on during the day there'd been an incident with emergency services etc and so whilst I, I can't say 100% my assumption is that somebody died on you know in in that space it really made me think and I really felt challenged by God to ask a question to all of us, whether you are, you know, a listener and you're a follower of Jesus or you're not, but just to really ask a deep question, a really challenging question. Are you an activist or are you a bystander? And there's been a lot of psychology talk around this. I remember studying psychology when I was younger and one of the questions was around um, if something's happening, do you just stand by and watch Or do you get involved and say, actually, hey, what are you doing? And I think for some of us at different times, it will be different things. At times we will feel activists because we are passionate about that subject or passionate about what's happening to somebody. And so the cause of justice causes us to to be active. But some of us will be bystanders out of a place of fear. You know, we've seen things that have happened. You've seen the consequences. And so you think the outcome will always be the same. And I was really challenged that had this person on this train or in that sphere died by death by suicide um I, I I do feel really challenged and I particularly find it really insensitive when people talk about um oh my gosh how could they have done that you know how selfish is that and actually rather than showing compassion and kindness to why that person did that we judge and so I don't really, I've, I've prayed and I said, I've just asked the Lord to just, 
just speaks through me. As you know, if you've listened to my other podcasts, I don't really script my podcasts. I just chat because I speak from a place of where God has given me wisdom to talk about something. This person, and not just this person, this, this has happened obviously to many people, sadly, where they've lost loving, wholehearted, vibrant people in their homes because they have just felt lonely. And so there's been this this sense of how could someone have done that? Did they not think about me? Why didn't they just talk to me? And the problem is when somebody is depressed, when somebody really feels like they have no other option, they choose an option which is so, so painful. Can you imagine somebody wanting to literally jump in front of a fast train? That's not, that's not something that's easy to do. It's not, it takes courage and also real deep sadness for someone to want to do that. And over the years, I've heard this, you know, if you're on the tube, people will say, you know, um, you know, unfortunately due to an incident, you know, we've had to stop the train. Or, you know, you hear, I've heard stories and I've read stories in the past of people jumping with their children. And I was really moved by God to say, I need my people to be activists. Stop being bystanders. And I think particularly this message is for Christians, you know, it is for the church. You know, I'm going to be a bit raw and ready. We sometimes, you know, as a church, we get involved, we want to do good stuff. We do, and the church does amazing stuff. You know, um, we are a refuge for people. You know, there's, you go to the church, there was food banks, one of the biggest provider of food banks, one of the biggest provider of child cares, actually, um, which a lot of people don't know. But I'm really challenged that sometimes when we live, there are different dynamics of churches. So by the way, I'm not talking about every single church. But there are particular areas and particular churches where we don't want to get our hands dirty. We don't want to walk through the messiness of um, suicide. We don't want to walk through the messiness of depression. We don't want to walk through the messiness of anxiety. You know, yes, there is professional help. There is counselling. But we need community. We need people. And God has equipped us. We do not lack anything. In Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, which means that we've been given all the tools as believers to go and help a broken world. Now, I was talking to this Marine on the train um, a few weeks ago, and he said, do you think the world is broken? And I said, well, yes, of course it is. I said, it's definitely not perfect. And if it wasn't broken, and if it was perfect, there wouldn't be war, there wouldn't be greed, there would be equity and equality, and there would be no poverty. You know, everyone everyone would be happy-dappy in living this amazing, you know, life with food on the table, without having to worry about our bills. That is a kind of, kind of perfect, you know, world. But we don't live in that world, and so the world is broken. It is broken when there is oppression. It is broken when there is um, uh, an imbalance of power, um, it's broken when, you know, women are raped and there's sexual violence and there's sexual abuse. Um, it, it, it's broken when there are men who are also going through domestic violence and sexual abuse. So we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world and we have to accept that that is true. But what is also true is that we are born with a purpose. Every single one of us has a purpose on this earth and sometimes what happens is when people come into this world of you know 
or, or a lack of identity and purpose, people come to a place of desperation. And it's not just that people lack purpose, but people don't know how to feed their children. They don't know how to feed their families. They don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage and rent. And because they don't know a way out, they come to the most detrimental decision they ever could. And that is not an easy choice. This person or people must feel so desperate to want to give up their own life because they cannot provide or whatever the reasons are. They've come out of a relationship, they've broken. And I, oh, I went to school with this, with, with a friend um, who I grew up, I didn't grow up with, but we went to sixth form together. And only last year, I think it was, that um, I heard of his death, which he, you know, sadly, um, you know, death by suicide. And it really broke my heart because as I read his story, I remember when his mum died and um, he was the same age as me and I I didn't realise that being in that time. And I want to be really sensitive with this with this topic. Um, I'm not just talking about suicide and I want to be very careful with, with that. Um, the point I'm trying to get to is why do people feel they have to get to that point when we live in a world where there is so much that we can give. But this friend had gone through a really tough period in his life. He'd lost his mum... Um, lost a sibling, broken relationships, whatever. You're... And for him to come to that point in his life where he just felt like, this is, I can't do this anymore, to the point where the depression was so bad, he just couldn't go on anymore. And it really breaks my heart. And I really believe it breaks God's heart, you know, because there is a world full of solutions, right? But we cannot fix people ourselves. But we can be there for people. We can walk through the darkest moments. And I really am challenged um, because I feel like we should be walking through those darkest moments with people. When people are grieving, when people have had a breakup, it's not just like, oh, yeah, mate, get over it. You can't just get over a relationship that's, you know, impacted you so deeply. And so there's a real... um, deep sense that there's a lot of healing that needs to happen and there's a real deep sense that God really wants to meet people in the deepest darkest moments and whilst God cannot overrule and does not overrule I say cannot he will not overrule your free will if you make a choice he will do everything in his might that he can to to support you and to be there for you but ultimately you get to make a choice um, this guy, I was sorry, I was about to say that he was always smiling, a really bright guy, lovely, lovely guy. And to know that he died through depression was actually really difficult to hear. Um, and it was really strange, but he popped into my mind a few weeks before he actually died. And I was like, let me just Google him, let me try and like find him. And by the time I got to that point, um, he'd, um, he'd passed away. And so I was really challenged on the train by that question. Are we activists or are we bystanders? Do we just focus on ourselves and our homes and our families and our um, lives and our work and we're just so self-focused that we don't focus outwards, that we don't focus on the needs of other people? And there there is a challenge because, yes, you are meant to look after yourself, 
there was this quote that I read the other day and um, it basically was saying that it's not saying not you, it's saying a, a me too, which is when you love other people, you don't stop loving other people so you can love yourself first. You love people and you love yourself as well. So that's me paraphrasing, I can't remember the exact thing, but it was a, it was a really powerful um, way of trying to say that you don't have to stop putting other people first you just put yourself first with them you know you're you it's 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 and it's not or it's and um and I I feel really challenged by God and, and what he was saying and just that real deep sense that you know I've given you everything that you need to go and change the world um and so I'm gonna I'm gonna read what I actually wrote on the train you know, we should be activists, not bystanders as Christians. And we have been desensitised by media and the news and been held captive with words of apathy. We've been held captive thinking there's nothing that we can do. It's such a shame when some, you know, we say it's such a shame. Oh, you know, poor girl, poor guy, poor man, poor woman. When someone does die by suicide or a woman is raped, like the problem is beyond us and we can't do anything. That is a lie. And I just really felt like God saying, where is your compassion? Where is your fire? Where is my heart? Have you not experienced my love and my grace, my mercy and my compassion? Be doers of the word. Don't just come to church on Sunday. Be the church in the world. Carry my spirit carry my word and go and change the world don't let the enemy fool you into thinking that you cannot do anything it takes just one person just one person to speak the truth to take action and flip the tables for people to listen get up and come forth and I just really felt he was saying wake up church and take your place Tell people that I am their God and I love them with an everlasting love. And I I just want to say that if you're a non-believer, right, and you listen to this podcast, you're so welcome. And I really, really hope that you are touched by the things that I share. But it's not what I'm sharing, it's what God is sharing through me. And God loves people. God loves people. He loves every human being on this earth. And whether you love him back, whether you choose to follow him, is your decision. It's not something he forces. You know, God is a gentleman, and I've, I think I've said that before um, in, in, a, in other podcasts, in other episodes, sorry. I just want to challenge us. I want to challenge us to wake up. I want to challenge us to stop thinking that we're not the solution when we are called to be the salt and light of this earth. And I'm challenged myself. This is not just me saying, oh, guys, you should go and do this. I'm challenged myself. You know, when you have to speak up and your voice trembles because you're speaking for justice, let it tremble, but speak. When you have to go and um, be there with a friend who's depressed, just listen. You know, let them talk. It may may feel, I'm going to be honest, sometimes people feel like, oh my gosh, all they do is talk about the same thing. They're talking about the same thing because they don't know how to get out of it. And I have, I'm, I've been a friend and if you ever, you know, come across any of my friends in the future, I don't know why you would, but anyway. Um, but if you know me, I am someone who basically is a 
butt booter. Um, I don't know if I can say that as a Christian, but it basically will give you a boot up the backside because, you know, I will listen to your problems. Absolutely. 100%. You share your life with me. I'll keep it safe. I'll, I will listen to you. Um, but I would also say, okay, and what have you done about it? I don't know. And sometimes people don't, they're not creative, you know, enough to think about the solution because they're in their problem. And so you are sent by God to come and be a solution for them. You are not yourself the solution, Jesus is, right? But Jesus came into the, into the spaces and places and he met people where they were. He didn't say, go and fix yourself first, get rid of your depression, get rid of whatever's going on and then come and chat to me, I can't deal with that stuff. Listen, if you are a follower of Jesus, be prepared to listen to people in their darkest moments. Be prepared to walk with people through their grief. If you do not have capacity, completely get it. But give your friend a solution and be honest with them and say, actually, look, I really love you and I want you to know that I'm there for you, but I don't have capacity. But in a way, I really hate that word. I really, I don't have capacity. You are a spiritual being. If you don't have capacity, ask the Lord to give you capacity. Ask God to help you how to nurture this person. It may be, it may be feeding them. And I've, I've got some amazing friends that in this time, you know, I've, I've started counselling um, for grief because I think it's really important um, that I don't lay everything on my friends. You know, I need a safe space to process, which is, which is not biased, um, where I can just express my thoughts about particular situations and I can, I can, I can do that. But some of my friends, I know they don't have capacity because they've literally got other stuff going on in their life, which is, you know, draining them. It's, it's a lot going on. But they'll just check in with me saying, how are you doing? You know, um, how's the gym going? Or how are, you know, how are things going in your life? And one of my friends has been so lovely. She'll just, you know, every now and then go, do you want to pop around for lunch? Do you want to pop around for dinner? And those kind of moments have been really helpful to me. We need to be in community, right? And we need to be activists and not bystanders. We are not called to just stand and watch the world as people, as, as for those of, for those listening who are followers of Jesus, we are called to be activists. God has given us every resource under the universe that he created to go and change the world for the better, for the better, to go and change the world, to help those who are oppressed, to help those who are depressed, to help those who are mourning but also to rejoice with those who rejoice. God says very clearly, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourns. And there is a time and a season for everything. You know, we all go through stuff. And I'm, I'm just going to say it. I think sometimes the culture that we live in, you know, we're a bit stiff up at lip, you know, well, we just have to kind of, you know, get on with it. You know what? No, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need to process what is actually happening because when you process what is happening, you're able to walk from a place of freedom. And it's when we go to that place going, well, we just have to get on with life, don't we? No, we don't. I'm going to be honest and I say it and be a bit, no, we don't. I feel like that we just think that grief is something that we just get over or depression is just something we just get over. My, my mentor, my spiritual mentor once said to me um, when I was going through my inner healing journey that... Um, depression is anger turned inwards. Now, that's not going to be the case for every person, but it is. It's where you don't feel like you've got a voice to speak. You don't, you, you're in a dark place. You, that you can't express how you feel. You don't have the words necessarily. You just feel darkness around you. 
And so if you are called to be a light for somebody, I mean, my gosh, what a beautiful opportunity to witness to somebody and, and show them God's love, to show them compassion, to show them God's heart and to say, hey, look, do you know what? I know this is a really tough time and I don't completely understand what you're going through. But I just want to know that I want to walk walk with you through it, you know? And I think we've just become so desensitised to the world. You know, we, we are willing to watch the news and people being shot. We are willing to watch the news and hear about people being knifed. We are willing to watch the news and watch people, um, you know, racist, racist attacks happen outside of schools. We are willing to sit and not do anything about it because we feel paralysed. It's not that we feel paralysed, part of it might be that, but it's because we are desensitised to the violence and the atrocities of this world because it's just so much that a human brain cannot, cannot comprehend anymore. You know, what do I do about this? Now, you're not called to necessarily do things on your own. You know, you're called to be a part of a community, but it may be that in your workplace you have to be a voice because someone's not being treated right. It may be that you have to be a voice in the school because a child's not being treated right. It may be that you have to be a voice wherever you are. Maybe it's on the train. Maybe you've, maybe you've seen a relationship which is deteriorating and you can see clearly that the other person is not treating the other person okay. We are not called to be bystanders as followers of Jesus. We are called to be activists. We are an army for God. We are people who are called to love with compassion, to love people in such a deep way that they've never experienced that deep kind of love because the love that we give is not human love. It is supernatural um, love, love from God. We are, we are vessel, we are love carriers. We are carriers of God's spirit wherever we go. We are light when the places are dark. But what happens when we are in a dark place? Well, I would hope that there are enough people around you to carry light, to carry you in light, to carry you um, in the love and hope of Jesus. I was um, on the train this day that I was telling you, and I was on the, on, on the train back, and my train was delayed. And I always pray when I sit on the train. I always say, Lord, you know, if there's someone you want me to talk to, just put them next to me. You know, and sometimes nobody comes, and that's, that's fine, because God's like, have some peace and quiet. <laughs> Um, but there are other times when God has placed people next to me. And one, one was a Marine that I spoke to a few weeks ago. But on Tuesday, when I was coming back from London, I sat next to this guy. Um, or should I say that he came and sat next to me? And um, from the very moment he sat down next to me, we just started talking. We just, and we didn't stop talking till I got off the train. Um, so that my train journey was meant to be an hour and 20 minutes. Ended up being three hours, I think it was. Because by the time I got back, it was midnight. And... Um, we basically spoke for this whole entire journey. We spoke about relationships. We spoke about God. I, um, yeah, we ended up just talking about, um, you know, his breakup. I ended up talking about some stuff from my life and, you know, that I've been going on. And it was just so natural. The whole conversation was supernatural. And I just really felt um, a nudge in my spirit. God was like, ask if you can pray for him. I, I want to show him my love. And so we'd, we'd been talking, I don't know how long, for about an hour or whatever. And I went, I said, do you mind if I pray for you? I said, I really feel like God wants me to share, like to pray for you. And he was like, yeah, absolutely, because I'd love that. I started praying for this guy. And um, he was just like, thank you so much, because that was really kind and encouraging. That really, you know, all it takes is to listen to somebody and to have a conversation. Just and be real and be honest. 
you know, don't just expect to, if you're having a conversation, a conversation is two ways. You know, there are times when you have to just listen and go and hear what the other person is saying. And something that I have had to learn is I'm great at sharing. I'm great at telling people because I'm an external processor. So I'm good at doing that. But what has been a challenge for me is to listen to people. And I've been working on that, you know, so hence by doing interviews with people, I can hear what they're saying and I'm still learning. It's still a process for me to, okay, okay, what is this actually, what is this person saying? Like, I don't, and, and also it's not to assume what somebody is saying. So ask them, say, do you mean this? Like, you know, do, when you say this, is this what you're saying? Um, and we're not counsellors, let's be honest, we're not all counsellors, but there is a counsellor living inside of us. You know what I mean? Like for those, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, we are, we have the counsellor, the Holy Spirit living inside of us who guides us, who shows us the right way, who shows us who to speak to, who shows us and gives us words of knowledge um, that we can share to comfort other people. And I really want to, you know, just encourage you that if you've been a bystander, maybe you know about a situation that you should have told somebody about, or maybe there's something that's happened in your own life that you haven't shared with somebody, find trusted and safe people to share with you know, whether it's through counselling, whether it's spiritual mentorship, whether it's spiritual direction, um, I really encourage that, like, I'm incredibly blessed that I have, you know, a spiritual director, spiritual mentors, I'm doing counselling as well, so I'm always making sure that I'm covered in every aspect, and on top of that, I've got, you know, friends who I'm very close to, who I feel safe with, who I talk to, and I think what I want to also say is that maybe you know of a situation that isn't your own but you know actually it needs safeguarding or it needs um it needs wisdom and I would really encourage you to reach out to somebody if that is if that's a situation that you're in you know it frees you but it also um frees the people in the situation so I'm not going to go on for too long because I've got a lot going on in my head and I just wanted to share that word with you from God you know stop being bystanders be activists and that is a question to you are you an activist or are you a bystander and regardless of your faith whatever you if you're listening regardless of your faith I encourage you to be an activist where you are but also use wisdom because sometimes we can become lit by a fire and um, the fire is not fire of God it's a fire of anger, it's a fire of stuff that just, you know, creates a blaze and it can, it can destroy things. So be very careful. But you're an activist. If you see injustice happening, step in. You know, don't be fearful, but step in and, and, and go and make a difference in the community. Go and make a difference in your workplace. Go and make a difference where you are. For followers of Jesus, you, are, you have already been equipped to go and do everything that you need to do because the power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and I I want to implore you to remember something that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power living inside of you it's the same power living inside of you and so I want to encourage you to go and see where there isn't see see what is out there what is going on that you can be a solution for because you are called to be a solution. You're not called just to go to work and come home and, you know, look after your kids or watch TV or whatever it is. It's a challenge to myself, it's a challenge to all of us as followers of Jesus 
How are we making a difference in the world? How are we changing the world for better? Because that is what we're called to do. We are called to make the world a better place. We are called to build God's kingdom. And his kingdom is a kingdom of light, not of darkness. So, yeah, that is what I felt God wanted me to share with you. Um, to share his heart and his fire for his kingdom, for his people. Um, and his people is the world, the humanity of this, eight, the eight billion people in this world. Um, I think there's two, 2.3 billion who claim or call themselves to be Christians. Um, so, you know, there's about six billion people who don't yet know Jesus, um, who have not heard the gospel, maybe don't know the love of Jesus. And so I really pray um, that whoever you are, whatever angle you're listening from, you know, as a Christian or a non-Christian, that's absolutely fine. You are welcome. Um, I'm here to share God's love with people, to share what he is saying. And I really encourage you to just ask those deep questions to yourself, you know, start looking deeper. Where do you need healing? Where do you need to help others? Where do you need to listen better? Where do you need to be listened to? Have you got safe people around you? Are you walking in your purpose? Do you know who you are? Um, because you can only love other people when you understand how you are loved. So have, um, yeah, have an amazing rest of the week and I'll be off for a little while um, as we're doing my dad's ashes in a couple of weeks time and I'm still processing, but I will keep sharing nuggets as God keeps in sharing things with me. I'll keep sharing them with you. And I really pray that whoever you are, wherever you are, that you would know that you are incredibly loved, that you have a purpose for your life, that, that Jesus loves you and that there is such an abundant life out there that if you are struggling, if you're listening to this and you are struggling with depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts, I pray that you would go and get the right help, that you would have the courage to go and step out and go and get counselling or courage to speak to somebody who you know you can trust and they can help you. And if you feel like you're in a really bad state and you just don't know where to go, turn up at a church, rock up at a church. I really need help. I was wondering if somebody could help me. And so I pray that whoever you are, wherever you are, that you be blessed, that, um, you know, if there's something in your life that is difficult, know that you can overcome it. You can overcome it. I am a witness and a testimony <laughs> of overcoming. And I pray that you would know um, that the world is beautiful and that there is so much to explore and see. So don't give up. Have a great week, guys, and I'll speak to you soon.